Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode 70, which we are recording on Tuesday, September 2nd, 2014. How are you, Charlene? I'm doing good. And I'm Gail. I should have introduced myself first. I can't believe it's already September. I can't believe it's episode 70. That's true, too. It was, we, Charlene and I both write our show notes before we record. And when I wrote episode 70 yesterday, I thought, wow. I had the episode same reaction. Episode 70. Yeah. Wow. It's when we wild. started, we weren't sure we would have enough topics to go beyond 10 or 20 episodes. And now <laughs> or enough people listening. Still, or enough people listening. Yep. And, and now we still have lists and lists of things we want to cover. <laughs> it is funny. My son asked me this weekend, so mommy, how many members do you have in your group on Ravelry? Can we look? He was so cute. So That's I'm always, funny. always happy to see our members keep increasing and Apparently, people are still interested in us. And people keep chatting. I Which is it. fantastic. I love it. I agree. I've met some wonderful people. Yep. I think that's the best thing about Ravelry and the <laughs> podcast is. in general is just the community. It is. Yeah. The, the community of Yarniacs. Yep. Well, and knitters in general. Well, yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. I mean, everybody is a Yarniac. <laughs> there you go. It's true. Everybody is a Yarniac. So what are you wearing today? I am wearing my In the Moment shawl by Hohi Locatelli, which I knit in Miss Bab's Yummy Superwash back in April of 2013 because I got this yarn at Stitches West in February of 2013. And it took one and a half skeins because it's the full skein of the gray and then a half skein of the multicolored what was the name? Shining, 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 not shining, shining. but shining. <laughs> yes, it's a typo. That was that's the kind of multicolored yarn, and then I also the shawl has little pico, picos at the edge, and I beaded my picos, which I'm quite fond of. It's beautiful. It gives I love the that shawl little, a yeah, little glint, heavy edge, and I'm very happy with it. The shawl is knit in kind of pie sections one two three four it's got instead of one single spine down the center it's got three spines that kind of divide the shawl into little pie wedges i guess you could call them but it is knit back and forth it's not knit in short rows or anything right yeah this is knit back and forth and then the edging which is the solid gray is very geometric it's got it's like herring diagonals in there and then the pico edge. It's really a, a really nice design. Very graceful. I yep. like it. <laughs> so that is what I am wearing today. What about you? How, I'm what are you wearing, wearing a new finished object. I was looking at that. I was. I didn't want to ask before the podcast started because I wanted you to talk about it on the podcast. So. <laughs> I haven't blocked it yet. So I wove in my ends, but I'm leaving them not trim too low yeah. because I don't want them to pop through. Right. But this is one of my Colors of Fall projects and it's knit in three different colors. It's by Boo Knits also, the designer Boo Knits. It is Misty Mauve, Aluminum, and Royal Cobalt. So those three colors and it's all three yarns are 50% silk, 50% merino in DK weight. The Misty Mauve and Aluminum are Western Sky Knits that Kim dyed for me. And the blue is Ground Sapphire by Dyed, I'm sorry, Dye for Yarn is the name of the company. And both Western Sky Knits and Dye for Yarn have skeins of yarn that they donated for winners for the knit along. Yay. So this shawl is striped and it's really fun. It was super, super basic. You do a lot of increasing, so it's a crescent shape but it's really long and shallow. I have my arms completely extended and it's much longer than my arm span and it hasn't even been blocked. Is it longer than your pendulum? Longer than my pendulum? Yes. Wow. Much longer than my pendulum. And- Pendulum is a a very wide jaw. Mine didn't turn out to be that long for some reason. That's right. Yours was smaller than mine. I didn't block it very aggressively either. I don't typically block my shawls aggressively. But one of the things I liked about Puck in the first place was that the pattern pictures, she tied the ends in these cute little knots. Oh. So I really like it. And it's long enough that I can definitely do this. I was going to say that somewhat shortens it too. Yes, it does. Because it takes up some of the... 
fabric. Yep. So I will have little knots at the ends of the shawl when it's blocked. That's cute. And it's super, super cute and super, super simple. And I liked the pairing of these three colors. Yeah. It's nothing I would have normally chosen, but it's different. So it's I like nice. it. I like it. Yeah, it's really pretty. And it's so soft and it's it so warm and comfy. It's just a nice sensual layer yeah. to drape over. I'm wearing a sundress and it's kind of chilly. We've had a heat wave the last week and today it's overcast and chilly. So I wore a dress thinking, oh, it's going to burn off. It's and <laughs> it hasn't. I so too. I have this nice, super, super soft shilt. Shilk, silk and merino <laughs> shawl around myself, which is just delightful. So super happy with this FO. It's funny because usually we have our this kind of weather all summer, and then we have the sun when the kids go back to school in Indian September. Summer, yeah. And we didn't have much fog this summer, nope. and we're having it in September, which is a little unusual. Although out those windows. I see blue sky. See, so, so it is going to burn <laughs> off eventually. Burn off. <laughs> the dress will be appropriate at some point right. today. Just not. It's now 1.30 in the afternoon, and it's still foggy. <laughs> so that's a little glimpse into Santa Cruz weather. Right, right. So what have you been stocking lately? I've been stocking a couple of things, not too aggressively this week, <laughs> but um, a few things. One of them... A different sort of garment. It's a short sleeve pullover called Pink Onyx by Ayako Monier. And yeah. it is a free Ravelry download. I've never heard of it. It's oh, really, that's pretty. It is cute. It reminds me a little bit of the Gemini yeah, top I was thinking the same that thing. I knit last year by Jane Richmond. But this has more of a... It's not a crew... A closer, tighter... Neck. neckline a circular like where a t-shirt would fall yeah a, a tighter circular neckline what weight yarn is whereas that? the jane richmond one is is lower a little more square neckline i guess you would call it what weight is it that is it is knit in dk but 20 stitches to four inches oh and it doesn't take a lot of yarn it's knit pretty loosely the let's see it suggests yeah a dk weight with fiber that does not stretch too much after blocking so the fiber that they used is just doesn't does even have even the yarn say? listed i guess That's she doesn't even say what yarn she used i probably would if i went to her project page but on the pattern page it doesn't specify any specific yarn and it's interesting, now that I look at that, they call it a scoop neck. I would not call that a scoop no, neck. No, not at all. But anyway, it's knit from the top down in the round, and it has a lace panel in the front, which is why it reminds me a little bit of Gemini, because on Gemini there's the lace panel, which you can wear forward or back, depending on your choice. I always wear mine forward because I like... I like that little bit of lace in the front. But the pink onyx, the interesting thing is if you look at the projects, and there aren't that many right now for a free pattern, it's only 23 projects listed on Ravelry as of today. The lace panel, some people have made it very short, so it's above the bust. Some people have made it so that it's fully below the bust and then there are some people where it cuts right across the bust hmm. and I you know I don't know what the pattern is written as so I don't know whether for the people that have it below the bust or above the bust if that was intentional if they knit it that way on purpose but I did notice that it fell to different places on different people so perhaps that it was intentional placement for those knitters and I kind of like that personalizing the pattern but it's cute it looks like something I would probably it wear. looks like you it really does yeah. <laughs> especially in that color the project or the pattern pictures are all in pink. it's a really nice pink yeah. yeah and I wear a lot of t-shirts and if I had more of these short sleeve light tops Gemini some somewhat Gemini like tops I probably wouldn't have to wear so many t-shirts. I could wear <laughs> something a little bit more stylish. 
So I really like that one. The second thing I've been looking at, oh, and that was Pink Onyx by Ayako Munier. The second pattern I've been looking at is something called the Missoni Falls Cowl. Have you seen this one? No, that's cute. It is knit in six different skeins of the Koigu KPPPM, the Painter's Palette Premium Merino. And I don't, don't think it takes the full six skeins because that would be a lot of yarn, but they alternate. There's a, a sequence where you knit, it's a free pattern also, I should mention. You knit so many rows in one color, so many rows in, or one skein, so many rows in another skein. And the KPPPM changes color a lot if you've ever seen their skeins. I'm assuming that these, anyway, that they, they do also have solid ones, but I'm assuming that these are yeah, there's a lot of color skeins. There. It looks like because, a lot more than six yeah, skeins. Yeah, because there is a lot of color in this. Yeah. But you could do it anyway. And then if you've ever seen the Vittorio Missoni designs, a lot of his designs have that chevron multicolored print or just lots of color, lots of stripes. But I do remember seeing a lot of chevron type patterning in his designs. So this is somewhat an imitation of that and it works perfectly. <laughs> I like it. That's, you could do that as a stash buster in terms of like leftovers. You could. Yeah. As the pattern is written, it's a really thick, warm cowl because the way that the pattern is written is to knit a tube oh. and then you join the tube with a twist in the round. You join the tube, I think you Kitchener the okay. tube together. So your cowl itself isn't going to have an inside and an outside. The cowl itself is a tube. So the cowl fabric is double layered already. So it's going to be a very, very warm piece. I'm yep. not sure I would want a piece quite that thick. Yeah, not for Santa for Cruz. Here. Yeah. But I might take that idea and the stitch pattern and knit something similar to it. Flat. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because that's really cute. It is. It really is. And so, see, that is the Missoni Falls Cowl, and it's a free pattern on Ravelry from a store in Toronto called Passion Knit. Oh, cute name. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so how about you? What are you stocking? Well, I'm already stocking for what do I want to knit for my birthday. So my birthday is <laughs> coming up, and I want to cast on something on my birthday, which will be about a week after our knit-along ends. Mm. So I will have wrapped up our stuff. And the two prospects right now are Monomania, which is a sweater by Ann Weaver. And this is something I fell in love with at Stitches West in February. Now that's interesting because that's kind of the same kind of... Chevron. Yes, it's yes. You're going to hear the Chevron theme today. I apologize <laughs> in advance once again. Charlene and I are in the same wave with knitting. That's interesting. It's very bizarre. So yes, it's the Monomania is a striped sweater. They The pattern calls for four colors. I'm going to do three. And it is a Chevron stripe. Mm -hmm. So zigzag. So pretty. It's I really, really sweater. cute. And some people have done it in more muted colors. I'm going to do it in in-your-face, bright pink, <laughs> bright turquoise, and a darker turquoise. And I bought the three skeins at Stitches, Stitches. from Neighborhood Fiber Company. Mm -hmm. She does kits for this particular sweater. And there was a hat knit up in four colors. And these colors were three of the four. And I just uh. fell in love with the color combination. And then when I got home from Stitches, I realized... I could knit the sweater in three colors because right. I don't remember what I didn't like about the fourth color, but I've already swatched mm -hmm. for it. I swatched for that back in March. So, I mean, I could just pick it up and go. I purchased the pattern. I have the swatch. Yeah. I have everything done, but I have other things in front of it. So <laughs> that was Monomania by Ann Weaver. And it's definitely worth going to look at some of the fun projects people have photos oh, of definitely. on Ravelry because the color combos are just wonderful to look at. That's the fun of that sweater, picking the colors and the striping pattern. Yep, and seeing how bold do you want to go yeah. or how neutral do yeah. you want to go. And I'm just, with all the aluminum, 
I've been knitting for the knit along. I need some color, like all color with no gray involved. And I'm really looking forward to that. And contrary to that, the other sweater that's in the running is Diary. And oh, I didn't write down the designer. I'm gonna look for that while I speak. This is a sweater that is an open front cardigan that has a shawl collar. It's very comfy looking and it is knit in DK weight and I'm considering using my Finn DK that I got from Heron Crossing in Maine. It was, they, oh, there it is, by Ankastrick. The designer is Ankastrick, who I don't know how to pronounce her, I don't see her full name. But like I said, open front cardigan, beautiful shawl collar, long sleeves, but the yarn is they raised the sheep, they sheared the sheep, they sent off the fleeces to get processed, and she sent me this yarn. So it's the closest I've ever had to fresh off the sheep yarn. Wow. And I bought it for myself for my birthday last year oh, after we interviewed funny. Deb Robeson, and she said Finn is always that soft and delightful. That's so there's a nice you know, harmony to, oh, I bought the yarn for myself for my birthday last year, and I've let it sit there for a year, so maybe I should knit that sweater for myself for my birthday. It looks like the perfect sweater to just be comfortable. You could wear it, you could dress it up if you wanted to, but the project page, the pattern page on Ravelry, she's wearing it in a natural color. So when I saw it come mm -hmm. out several months ago, I thought, oh, 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 that could be a perfect match for that Finn DK. And I think it's gonna be beautiful. And I know I have enough yarn and my mom gifted me the pattern on Mother's Day. So oh. again, I have the pattern, have the yarn. I haven't swatched for that one, but I can't wait to dig my fingers into that yarn again because it's so soft and delicious. There's even on the pattern page, somebody has it not buttoned, but they're using like a, a toggle a or stick pin. Yep. To close to it. close the edges and it looks like a blazer almost too oh, the way that does. the collar, shawl collar is yeah it's very nice yeah i really like it i was drawn to it the minute i saw it come out i've always had a thing for shawl collars i just love them <laughs> they're cozy so they are and they're just i don't know that scrunchy around your neck yeah. keeping everything extra warm so those are the two sweaters in the running for my birthday cast on monomania and diary and we'll see who knows if I get my works in progress done maybe I'll cast on one of those before my birthday and save the other for my birthday or who knows what'll happen it's all a mystery as of now but it's fun to stock them and to see what patterns you know mm -hmm. individual projects people have knit from the patterns yeah, it is so that's been my stocking what are you knitting very little I'm not <laughs> not to say that I'm not knitting a lot which I am but I I don't have many projects on the needles right now the only thing I have is my second scrappy shawl, which I talked about last episode. It's kind of a freeform shawl without any pattern. The only thing I've given a lot of thought to is the placement of the scrap yarns that I chose and what order they're going to be in. And as far, well, aside from that, all I'm doing is changing stitch patterns and increasing to a triangular shawl and I'm working on my second one my first one was very successful I really liked it I and it was, was successfully received as it, well it was donated to the knit one heart two knit along they are helping collect some prayer shawls for a group near where they live yeah webs one of the employees at webs yeah, is responsible for yeah. that yeah I donated two shawls after I saw oh, that I episode. <laughs> um, Wendy from Knit One Heart 2 was talking about Charlene's shawl, and she held it up on the episode. So if you want to see it, like, not live and in person, but <laughs> more than just a project picture, it's on one of their recent episodes. And it's just so, so pretty. It turned out great. So now I, as I said, I'm, I'm giving more thought to getting rid of scraps in that way rather than trying to figure out little projects. This is a pretty big project and I weighed out 100 grams of yarn, so it's a good amount of scraps that go into the shawl. And then for a couple colors, I ended up using up all of the yarn. Then a couple colors, I just had very small amounts, a yard or two left, and 
I felt okay at that point to with get, just yeah. getting rid of them. <laughs> or do you put them in a, a... I keep all my little ends in a plastic bag yeah. to put out for the birds. Oh, yeah, that too. And sometimes if I have a sweater made out of it, I like to keep a yard or two mm-hmm. in an envelope just in case you, you rip a hole in your sweater and you need to go back at some point. I do have a few yards of... A lot of yarn saved just for that purpose, and I just coil them up and stick them in an envelope and put them in a yarn box so they don't take up a lot of room. (laughs) See, I was doing that for a while. It's such a good idea. And then I completely forgot to do it and completely Mm. stopped. I should be doing that. And then, of course, the one sweater that you snag and need to repair will be the one yarn that you don't have. Exactly. That's the way it works. (laughs) Although I keep my swatches, so I could always unravel and wash wash a swatch. Yeah, you could do that. Although they are taking up a lot of space lately, too. <laughs> it's like every time I rearrange my stash, there's this giant pile Staff of swatches. Of, yeah. What do I do with all yeah. these? And then the second project I have on the needles is the one that I'm actually working on right now as we speak. It is the Magnolia Cardigan by Hohi Locatelli. And I am knitting mine in Tosh Merino Light in the Curiosity colorway, which is a pale dusty purple ashy grayish purple it's beautiful (laughs) it is so pretty i'm very happy with the way it's knitting up and i was just showing it to gail because i'm nearing the end of my first skein and i usually alternate and i did not alternate on this project so i'm probably going to start incorporating my second skein soon (laughs) very soon because i don't have that much left so I will have to do that. This cardigan, Gail knit it, so you've heard about it previously on the podcast. It's a fairly casual top, Is yeah, it is knit from the shoulders down. It's not a traditional top-down construction. It's got, I don't want to call it, I guess it is somewhat drop shoulder. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, but It's not, similar to boxy in shape at the top, yeah, I would say. Yeah. And it is my entry into the Hohi Fall Knit Along as well. So I am very happily knitting along on that and trying to get that done in time for the end of Hohi's Knit Along. Well, hers ends November 1st, so that's a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. And I actually want to be wearing it well before November 1st. (laughs) I forgot to say, I'm going to be casting on, oh, we're going to record before then, but her inner piece the one that you just oh, finished Lori strawberry frog and I are oh, going to do yeah. a little mini knit along so if That's anyone right. else is interested in knitting Hohi's inner piece shawl we're going to cast that on on or around September 17th so if you're interested join in cool yeah I can't wait and what are you knitting oh my gosh you're already done I am knitting right now Obsidian. I finally decided to knit it, and I cast it on, and another little mini knit-along going on with Rebecca, who is Rebecca WIP on Ravelry, and I am loving this. I am so glad I decided to knit it. I'm just ear-to-ear grin because I like it so much. The pattern is by Lisa Much, and I am knitting it with Western Sky Knits 50-50 Merino and Silk fingering weight, in the aluminum colorway, which Kim dyed for me. Special request because of the knit along. And I'm sure she dyed it up for anyone else too. It's amazing. It's just a beautiful gray. And it's so relaxing of a knit. Garter stitch. At <laughs> Garter this point. stitch. Yeah. And you start with the cowl. It has a very big drapey cowl that you can pull down over your shoulders or wear it bunched up or pull it off one shoulder or, you know, any variation thereof. And you cast on and knit in the round and the sweater is all garter stitch so how do you knit that in the round well she has this awesome little technique where you turn your work at the end of each round so you're always knitting pearls or always knitting knit stitches and never any pearl stitches and it's so relaxing and this yarn is so soft and amazing and the cowl is knit on really large needles because it's very drapey, so it's going by really quickly, which all is just making me very happy. I cast on for this on Saturday. I took my son to our local ceramics lounge where you can paint a piece of ceramic and then you leave it there and they fire it for you. And it's one of his favorite things to do. And Josie was gone, so I said, okay, 
I'll take you down and I'll knit while you work on your thing. And he said, okay, that's great. Well, I was having so much fun watching Max knit that I knit like eight rounds stockinette. There you go. Max was painting, I was knitting. Oh, like the stockinette. And I looked at him as we were packing up to leave. I looked at him and I said, I just knit all of that wrong. And he said, how did you do that? (laughs) It was supposed to be garter stitch and I completely blew it. So I got home and ripped out, you know, an hour and a half worth of knitting. It was pretty funny. But this yarn is so wonderful that I didn't even mind. So that's the first thing I'm knitting is obsidian. The second thing I'm knitting is Hitofude. So you've heard me talk about this a lot. And I won't go into detail other than to say that the Hitofude knit-along thread has been kind of quiet recently. So I'm going to pick my Hitofude back up today and get some work-in-progress pictures going and post them up because I've let it sit for too long. So (laughs) all these other things. Puck kind of took all of my knitting time last week. I was so in love with it, but that's all I basically touched. We get obsessed. Yeah. We are all knitters, too. That's funny. So you and I each are only knitting two things. (laughs) So, what have you finished? Actually, the only thing I finished is this. The little scrubby. Kitchen scrubby. It's such a happy yellow color. Well, we were talking about crochet, so I picked it up. I think I picked it up. You were knitting that last time, weren't you? Maybe maybe I picked it up to Mm -hmm. crochet while we were... I said knitting. (laughs) Talking about crochet, but it's inspired me. I'm going to start another crochet project. And Charlene and I were discussing after our last episode quite awesome feedback from all of you about crochet and it's inspired both of us to move up our crochet projects in our queue so yes. we each have something we want to crochet and we're both planning to you don't cast on for crochet we're both planning to begin those projects probably before the next episode I hope to part of the reason is also is because I'm knitting this small small gauge yarn for magnolia on size very small needles and it's a lot of stockinette and i have noticed that i've been waking up kind of with achy hands so part of the it's a good thing for me it will be a good thing for me to have another project to work on because i have been for the last few days a little obsessed with just knitting on this because it's so pretty and it's so fun yeah I want to wear the sweater, but I do need to take care of the hands. Yeah, (laughs) with my birthday coming up, I've been talking to people about not being a spring chicken anymore and how you actually have to pay attention to things like that now and and acknowledge it and honor it and not just, oh, this will go away. I can keep doing what I've always done and this this will just go away because they don't just go away as quickly as they used to. So, yep, I'm trying to be responsible. (laughs) in many ways not just when it comes to knitting so Gail what have you finished well in addition to puck I've finished a couple other things I finished my Viagent you guys I finally finished it (laughs) the epic knit is done and it's beautiful oh my gosh I am so so happy with it it is beautiful it is incredibly long I could have stopped five inches I think before I did well when you sent me that picture I wasn't sure you were happy with it oh I am I'm very happy with it I just to pull so I was worried that I wasn't going to be able to pull it down enough because it was too tight well I can't pull it down because if I do it will drag on the ground (laughs) so I can only pull it down so it's about mid upper arm Mm -hmm. if I pull it down any lower than that it will literally drag on the ground Mm -hmm. and I'm okay with that because Chances are I won't need to have it pulled down any more than that right. because there's so much fabric bunched yes. up at the top of yeah. your shoulders keeping you warm. So yeah. it's going to be perfect. Love it. It's so pretty. And it's just dramatic. It's a dramatic knit because it it's is. so big. It's and it's piece. Yeah, the way it flows on your body and the cowl effect of the bunch around your neck. It just, I love it. I just like it much more than I thought I was okay. going to. So yeah, I'm really pleased. And I'm so glad I am because that was so much knitting. <laughs> if I hadn't liked it, it would have been a heartbreaker. I know. I Every time, you know, I, I said it before I started the project that I never really seriously considered making that because I took a look at the yarn requirements and just thought, huh, I'm not that crazy to knit something with those yarn requirements. Mm-hmm. And then here we have both knit one. Yep. So, yay, it's done. (laughs) And I won't bore you with any of the details other than to remind you it's my Martina Beam. But you've heard us talking about it for Mm -hmm. the better part of six months now. So it's done. 
And two other things that I've knit. I finished the Measure in Love hat by Megan Williams, and I was stocking that last episode. I knit it for a friend, and I knit it with Womai's DK yarn in the Ahoy colorway, which thank you very much, Yelena. Yelena sent me the rest of her skein of the yarn oh. so I could try it out. So thank you so much. It's a really, really nice yarn. It's a beautiful DK weight yarn. Nice. And the hat turned out really fabulous. I did modify it a little bit. I wasn't sure I was going to have enough yarn because the recipient, hi, Dan, I hope you like it. The Apparently, he has a very large head. I was told yeah. he has a 25-inch head. And I thought, okay, that's pretty big. So I was worried that I might not have enough yarn. So instead of knitting the main portion of the hat, there's a panel that has a really um, nice, not chevron, but kind of arrow. It all points in one direction. It doesn't zig and zag, like a V, I guess, panel. And then the rest of the hat is knit in garter. Well, I knit the rest of the hat in stockinette instead to save yarn. And it ends up that I had plenty of yarn. I could have knit the whole thing in garter stitch, but you never know that going into right. it. So I'm really, really pleased with the finished object. It was fabulous. It was a really nice knit. It went quickly, very, very well-written pattern. And the end result, because the Woolmise DK is so plump, it really, really has great stitch definition for that panel. And she has slip stitches along the way too, and they just look really good in the yarn. So very cool. pleased with that one. And the last one, it's a free pattern on Ravelry. Don't even know how I stumbled across it last week. It's called Zigzag Fingerless Mitts, and it's by Whole Earth Education, free pattern. And they are fingerless mitts that you knit flat in, guess what, a chevron pattern. <laughs> chevron what is pattern. with us in chevrons this week? And huh. they're striped, so two colors is what the pattern states, but of course you could do any color combination you want. Mm -hmm. You knit them flat until they fit snug around your hand, and then you seam them together. Couldn't be easier. And I knit a pair of those last week with some leftover worsted weight, a gray and a burgundy, and I love them. They're comfy and squishy and warm. They're, really They're perfect. They do not have a thumb gusset. You could, I suppose, pick up stitches and craft one if you yeah. wanted to. But the way the chevron works is it kind of makes a little V over your thumb. So I kind of like the way. That. Yeah, like I liked it. A little it. flap that exactly. comes over. It was cute. Yeah, I liked it. It was different. So I was hunting through my stash, you know, the leftovers box of worsted in the garage I was like I could do one in red and gray and I could do one in blue and green and I I have all these yarn bits that I have enough yarn to knit a whole pair of these mitts but I wouldn't have enough to knit in just one color right. or not even probably a hat in that color unless it's a child's hat mm -hmm. for example so really pleased to find a way to use up stash remnants yeah. and great finished object and I'm thinking these might make great gifts this holiday season I see a lot of these in my future because talk about a quick knit it's when you need something that's instant gratification you know you have a slog project that's on the needles and you just need a palette cleanser wow check this pattern out because seriously i think each mitt took me a couple of hours maybe mm -hmm. they were really fast because Sounds i think fun. you knit to six or seven inches before you seam mm -hmm. easy peasy yeah so loved them i will knit lots more of those so that's what i finished super happy with my uh, finished objects lately so we want to do a quick knit along update, Colors of Fall 2014. As of this morning, we have 63 finished projects in wow. the knit along thread and just some fantastically beautiful projects. And I was scrolling through and there were a couple that I just have to mention because they cracked me up so much. Christine knit a pair of bed socks and she has them fashioned in an outfit with her bathrobe <laughs> that was the most awesome outfit ever i could totally picture her sitting by a fire sipping her hot tea knitting along you know on a cloudy day or in a stormy day in her bathrobe and i pm'd her and was complimenting her on her on her finished look and she said oh i could have added an eye you know the eye covers oh, yes and yes <laughs> it was very funny there was another funny one. Natalie knit a honey hat for her one-year-old daughter, and she put together a little outfit with like a little pair of jeans, the hat, and a little hand-knit sweater, or it looks hand-knit, I don't know if it is or not, and little cute shoes, baby shoes, and then her daughter's hands are photobombed Aww. in the picture, and it's so cute. And that then I think my most, the one I've been most impressed by so far, Kelsey 
knit a sweater for her fiance and he styled it himself and he looks very very suave and handsome in the sweater and she knit a tea for herself so her husband's sweater is gray and her tea is sangria so two amazing finished objects so yeah Yeah. not to mention all of the other 60 or 59 projects on (laughs) on the thread but those were the ones over the last few days that just made me either gasp or chuckle yeah and guess what we remembered charlene reminded me today to shut down the threads for the ebooks that we're giving away and to draw winners so we do have winners for the mystic shawls book by anna dalby and the knits that breathe book by julie thermogen so mystic shawls we had 54 entries so i did random number generator 2 through 54 and the winner was number 20 who is delightfully odd and that's georgiana and she liked the mystic roses shawl which was this epic triangle shaped shawl with beautiful lace and neat rosettes along the edging knits that breathe we had 57 entries and 2 through 57 in the random number generated resulted in 14 who is Marsha TF, and she liked the iced frappuccino sleeveless tee that's knit in a DK weight soy yarn. I liked that one Yeah, too. I remember you liked that. That was one of the ones you liked yeah. out of the book. So, I think we'll give you time to contact us rather than contacting you before this episode comes out. So, Delightfully Odd and Marsha TF, please send a PM to either me or Charlene, and we'll get those ebooks to you. Yay, congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. Yay. <laughs> now, Charlene had a brilliant idea for a main topic today. So why don't you go ahead and introduce it? Well, a lot of people talk to Gail and myself and say, wow, you guys knit so much and everything that you knit is gorgeous. And Thank you. <laughs> yes, thank you. And a lot of things we knit are gorgeous, but... We do have a lot of epic fails. <laughs> and we thought we would tell you about some of the knitting fails we have had over our knitting careers. One of, let's see, one of my biggest mistakes that I do repeatedly and have done repeatedly on my garments that I call a, a repeated knitting fail is to not knit them long enough and what happens is I guess I think a garment is long enough but then when I go to actually wear it with the pants that are low Mm -hmm. there's not enough coverage there or they're constantly popping up and I'm not necessarily comfortable with it so I'm fiddling with it adjusting my clothing and one of the ones that that constantly happened with was a camisole that I knit well it's called the ballet camisole but it's a tank top basically and it's a very cute pattern nothing is wrong with the pattern it was just a fail for me because I didn't knit it long enough when did you knit that out of curiosity back in 2006 See, and I was arguing that in 2006 I don't think pants were as low-waisted as they are now and that could very well be true because did you wear it a lot when you knit it or did you always feel it was too short I think I knit it or I knit it I wore it a lot initially but then I don't think I picked it up let's say the following season okay and it's mostly sat there and I finally have decided to get rid of it because somebody else some other short-waisted person will be much happier with it than me I I liked the yarn I liked the pattern I I could see myself knitting it again if it were just longer it's not a bad piece but I was just always constantly fiddling with it pulling it down in the back or worried that something was showing back there (laughs) skin yeah Yeah, exactly exactly so that that's one of my issues that I constantly struggle with is length of a garment how long to knit it and where to cut it off because if there's a a layering piece like a cardigan then I don't mind it being shorter because I'm probably layering it with a t-shirt underneath or some kind of garment underneath 
that will provide more coverage and in that case I don't mind shorter pieces but this one it was just I felt like it was just right in the middle and it didn't work yeah <laughs> <laughs> So should I go next? Do you want to yeah, alternate? Well, we each picked three. <laughs> Why don't you go? So along the same lines of regular knitting fails, you guys have heard me complain about this numerous times. I have the issue of knitting a raglan sweater and it just stretches out and becomes something I can't wear because it's too frumpy or annoys me too much because I'm constantly fiddling with it. And I think the biggest offender was the Rocky Coast Cardigan by Hannah Fettig. Loved the pattern, loved the yarn, loved the look of the FO, but that thing would not stay on my body. And it just mm. bugged me so much that I finally gifted it. It was just, you get to the point with certain FOs that you want them to be what you wanted so badly that you yeah. try all sorts of things. I tried crocheting around the neckline, I tried buttoning it closed, and no, no matter what I tried, it still just slid right mm. off my shoulders. And I've read that about a lot of people's finished Rocky Coast cardigans, and yours never has bothered you that way. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it's just the weight of it pulled down off my shoulders, or maybe the yarn that I picked as a superwash was too slippery, or who knows what it was. But that's one of my biggest knitting fails. Although, on a happier note, it ended up going to one of my favorite aunts, and she loves it. She wears that's it all the great. time. And she actually wore it to a family party and I commented on how great it was to see her wearing the sweater. And she said, oh, yeah, it slides off my shoulders all the time, though. But, you know, that's okay. I just pull it up and I just was like, oh, you have no idea. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not just me. Oh, Yeah, but that but was... she loves it. So. She does. She <laughs> has actually received several of my FOs that needed to be passed to a new owner. And she loves them all. And it just oh, makes me so great. happy to see yeah. her wear them. So yeah. she's very fashionable. When, we, when I was a kid, she was about... Uh, late teens I think when I was born and we had this thing every time she was my favorite aunt I just loved to go <laughs> see her kind of thing and she would always say S-T-Y-L-E style was her thing oh, with me. so yeah so if she's wearing something that I knit and she thinks it's stylish I'm so happy oh that's funny so what was your second one second one was a cardigan that I knit as I look at the dates I can see that it was right after that tank top so that wasn't a good season <laughs> for me the cardigan is called Ivy by Glenna C. Again, nothing wrong with the pattern. It was just fine. It just did not work out for me. And the problem with this sweater, I think because it had these big overlapping fronts that were meant to be purposefully overlapped and then belted, it just, I was always fiddling with it. I love that sweater. I, I thought of knitting it because I like the belted look. I do love that sweater, but I used the yarn that was called for, but I think it was just too slippery. Oh. It was 65% alpaca, 35% tensile. Oh. So really slippery. And what always happened is that the layer that was underneath would never stay put. It was constantly slipping down, slipping down, and then after about 10 minutes of wearing it, I would have that tail hanging out, and if I didn't adjust it, it would work its way out oh. to the side, and it just never worked for me, and I don't know if it was, perhaps it was the fit? Maybe I just knit it too large. When I was preparing for this segment, I went back and I looked at the pattern and I did notice that there was a large gap between sizes. So one of the sizes would have potentially been too small for me. And when I say a large gap, I mean, I mean a large- Several inches. Several inches between in sizes. that gap yeah. between sizes. And so I would have, had to have made probably the next size up and maybe it was just too big for me and that could have accounted for it at the time that sounds more like a yarn issue if that bottom layer was slipping out if you'd had a stickier yarn 
it would have helped clothes better probably perhaps yeah because why would it being too big cause that to happen <laughs> i don't know yeah. i'm just you know I, that's and that's just it you don't know sometimes yeah um i like i said i suspect it was a poor size choice and had i known more about knitting to my own body size I could have adjusted that sweater quite easily because it was knit in pieces and especially the back it'd be so easy just to subtract a chunk yeah. of stitches from the center yeah. back because the sweater on the bottom has a cabled rib so it would have been pretty easy I think to adjust but I didn't know about adjusting back then and since it was knit in pieces I didn't really know until the end if it was going to fit. So whether it was the yarn that was too slippery or the fit of the sweater, it was probably a combination of all the yeah. two, but that was an epic fail. <laughs> and uh, that sweater has since gone to live with someone else <laughs> who hopefully is using it. I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> So how about you? What's your number two? Okay, my number two is kind of a yarn mismatch as well. It's called the Perfect Periwinkle Turtleneck Tube Vest by Stephanie Jappel. And I loved the pattern. It has a turtleneck that is ribbed, then a stockinette body, and then a ribbed bottom, very deep rib. And it's sleeveless, so you would have to wear like a racer black racer back bra with it so mm. it's cut in towards the neck i used brooks farm solana yarn which i bought at my very first stitches Stitch and it was one of my yes. first tonal yarn purchases so i'd never knit with anything that had variation to it and i loved the finished object loved it it fit me perfectly i was just thrilled that i had this finished object it was early in my knitting career and it was probably one of the first things that actually fit well and I was just so excited but the yarn because of the tonality ended up swirling right over my midriff so there was this weird like almost like a swirl pooling. yeah pooling but almost like the shape of a upside down comma or something and it went right over my stomach and every time I looked in the mirror, it was like, oh my gosh, you know, and I'm trying to adjust it because it would look like my stomach was way pooched out because of the placement of this odd pooling. So that was a fail. I never, I think I wore it once or twice and just, Aww. it annoyed me every time I put it on and yeah. I just felt odd. Like, yeah. you know, someone's going to look at me and wonder either what I spilled on myself or, so I actually gave that one to Charlene and hopefully you've worn it. I gave it to you a long time ago. Is that ago. the... It's like a turquoise-ish... Oh, I do remember yeah. that one. I haven't worn it in a while, but I do I do still have it somewhere. Yep. So that went to live with Charlene because <laughs> I know that she doesn't mind pooling. She doesn't have any stomach to speak of, so it wouldn't cause any kind of like unflattering results <laughs> on your body. <laughs> so yes, that was another a great pattern. Great yarn. The yarn is to die for, but that not really together nice. in my size on my body. <laughs> So there you go. Something I could not have predicted, I don't think. And sometimes for me, fails are all about color. Oh. And I bring that up because you have heard me talk about my love for the February Lady sweater. Well, the second one that I knit, I also knit out of repurposed yarn. Sweater came out great. Even put these fabulous buttons on it. I remember when you bought those buttons. And never wore this one version of the sweater. It's green, right? It's green. Yeah. And I thought it was maybe because I had knit it in a wool and it just didn't match the sweater. Maybe I just didn't pull it out in the wintertime because I had enough other wool sweaters to wear. But I think in reality it just... The color, it was hard for me to work into my wardrobe. I don't know why. Because it seems like it should be enough of a neutral color. It's dark, it's olivey, an olive green. And it seemed like I should have been able to. But for some reason, I just didn't reach for it. It was never my first choice. So hmm. I think it had to do with 
not necessarily the color being bad. The color just didn't inspire me to wear it. The color wasn't. Oh, I get exciting. it. Exciting. It wasn't. It just. It just didn't grab me enough, so that I would pull it out and wear it, even though I love the style of the sweater. So that has since also gone to live with a friend who actually I I know she does wear it. Well, that's good. Yeah. So I'm I'm very happy that <laughs> it has found someone that it it matches. <laughs> that's good. So sometimes fails are all about color. See, it's interesting. So we both, our fails, have gone to live with other people. Mm-hmm. Well, my last one, it's hard to call this a fail. It's Mike's sweater that I knit for him when we first started podcasting. And it's hard to call it a fail because he wears it every single morning. And every time I wake up in the morning and hug him, he's wearing his sweater. So, so how can you call yeah. it a fail, right? <laughs> well, it's a fail because it just stretched it's that same raglan issue and it's a man's sweater it has pockets it has a hood it has cables in the front so there's a lot of yarn i knit it with it is madeline tosh dk twist which is a base that i love but it's superwash so the sweater grew so much that it literally it probably is only like two inches above his knees and i wash it and i dry it and it shrinks up a little bit and then it stretches right back out again so he does wear it every day. It, he likes it. You know, it keeps him warm in the morning. He's happy to wear it. He's very happy that he has it. But he has requested a new sweater, which I may have mentioned <laughs> my dad as well. That Yeah, those aren't getting done by Christmas. <laughs> but what I learned from this is that I will always knit men's sweaters in pieces from now on. Because there's so much yarn involved. They get so heavy that... I don't think a raglan-shaped sweater can possibly hold its shape unless it's in the wooliest yarn imaginable. Mm. And that's not something he's going to want to wear. And maybe a yarn that's not a superwash? I don't know. Yeah. That's a tough one. Well, and the yarn that I bought for both my dad and Mike's new sweaters is Madeline Tosh Air Light. And Mm. I don't think it's superwash, but I don't know... It's silk alpaca merino blend. And why did I pick such an odd mix? Well, Mike requested it. I knit a featherweight in this base that's striped, tart, and charcoal. And I love the sweater. It's Max's favorite of all of my FOs. And every time I wear it, Mike says, I love that sweater. I love the way that yarn looks. It's so, he doesn't call it shiny, but whatever the way he describes it, he really likes the base. Mm-hmm. So okay, if I'm going to knit you a sweater, I'm going to knit it in a base you really like, even though it's fingering weight, single ply, and it's going to take forever. Say, that's a very different weight. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have very thin sweaters. And that's what he wanted. He said that he wanted a sweater that wouldn't be too warm, that could pretty much take the place of a sweatshirt. And because you have mm-hmm. the alpaca in there, it's going to be warmer than yeah. he thinks it is yeah. for such a fine fabric. But it will be knit in pieces. And... I'm going to throw this out there for anyone who's interested. I'm going to knit my father's first, I think. And he wants something very, very simple. He said, oh, all I want is, you know, a basic sweater with pockets. And that's it. I want it to zip. Okay, well, what kind of collar do you want? Uh, nothing fancy. Okay, do you want cables? No, I just want plain. Okay, that's fine. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take his measurements. And then I'm going to use Ann Bud's handy book of sweater patterns and wing it. I'm going to use, you know, knit a gauge swatch, figure out what my gauge is, and figure out basically the construction of the sweater he wants and just design my own using that book. So if anyone has any interest in doing this with me (laughs) for moral support, that would be fantastic. And I don't know when I'm going to start that because, yeah, I'm selfish and I want to do my birthday knitting first. Well, you should. Yeah, but knowing that I'm knitting it in pieces is also kind of a comfort because then I can just tackle one piece at a time and not have this big garment that's heavy to carry around and everything else. So there are advantages to knitting it in pieces besides the fact that it's structural and will hold itself up better. So... Mike's sweater, a fail in that it never held its shape well, but a total success because my husband wears his sweater every single day. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. So yeah, obviously he's knit worthy. Call that a fail. Yeah, just because of the the shaping and <laughs> I such. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes a yarn just doesn't 
match a pattern. Well, sometimes a pattern doesn't hold up the way we think it will be. Yep. And sometimes that color in the skein just doesn't go with the rest of our wardrobe, yep. even though it's beautiful. Or it doesn't knit up the way you thought it was going to. Right. Yep. So we too have had epic knitting fails. And that's not even to count the things that's, that we like cast on and rip out and right. adjust a thousand times as we're going. And that's only <laughs> a few. I could list a lot more <laughs> yeah exactly we decided to cut it off at three because we didn't want to get anyone well i think it's good because we hit all the major categories of color yarn yep. choice pattern choice fit. Yeah, yeah fit and there are lots of reasons but we too we just knit a lot of things and we like to talk about the things that work but please know that we too have had epic fails <laughs> and a lot of it's just experience of course that the more you knit the more you learn what does go together well and what you will wear and won't wear and what fit you like for your body and mm -hmm. so on and so forth so lots of options yep and you know what yarns you like and don't like yeah. and that's yeah. very important too so thank you so much for listening to episode 70. I just had to say it one more time because it sounds so significant. Thank you so much. And thanks, I, we don't say it enough. Thank you to all of you Yarniacs out there who listen to the show and participate in our discussions. On enter, Instagram. On Instagram, enter in our contests. And there's just a few more weeks left to knit along. So if you post some pictures on Instagram or Twitter, please use the hashtag that I will put in the show notes. Although and it only counts towards the prizes if it's in the FO thread. If it's in yeah, the we're FO not going to yeah. do a search for the other social media. And actually, before we sign off, let me go through the prizes one more time. Yes. So if you're if you're kind of kind of thinking about finishing it <laughs> along and you don't really have the mojo, maybe this will give you some yes. inspiration. So patterns from Anne-Marie Otvos, Martina Beam, Hohi Locatelli, Isabel Kramer, Boonitz, Kirsten Johnson, Kelly Brooker, Helen Stewart, and Estella Haynes. Pretty darn cool list. Mm -hmm. And yarn from Miss Babs, Western Sky Knits, Dye for Yarn, Jinx Fibers, and Dragonfly Fibers. So lots of really, really cool prizes. And Dye for Yarn sent us two skeins. So there are two, four, five, six, seven skeins of yarn. Yay. So we're really excited about the Knit Along, really excited for all the participation, and we do have one more podcast we're recording before the final date of September 22nd, so we'll see. There are 63, I think, as of today. We'll see how many there are in two weeks. So okay. thanks for listening, everybody. Happy knitting. Happy knitting. Bye-bye. You can find us on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a growing Ravelry group, and you can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs. Goodbye and good knits. <laughs>